Hello, this is Andrew Gomison, and I'm with my partner in crime, Adam McNutt, for the second Speaking for Him podcast. We're very excited to be here, and today I think we have a very relevant topic, and I've titled this podcast Facebook Relationships. And as we get into it, I think you'll understand why I have decided to tackle this topic right off the bat, because I have seen that people with their relationship status on Facebook, tend to go back and forth between single and in a relationship, and maybe even it's complicated. And some of them are very young and not really, in a lot of ways, ready for a relationship. So I think it's important that we define what a good relationship is and what God thinks of relationships going forward as we try to tackle this important topic because it's not something that's going away. It's something that becomes more and more prevalent as we go on in our society. We just need to have a good understanding of it. And as an introduction, I want to read you a, an introduction to a book that I wrote called Men of Valor. And uh, I hope this sheds some light on the subject and gives us a springboard for further discussion in this podcast. It goes like this. How many of you have received a gift for Christmas or your birthday and then had the giver say to you, take good care of that, I worked very hard on it. Or maybe, that would be hard to replace, be careful with it. I know I have. If you're anything like me, the scenario often plays out something like this. The special gift is given, the giver's entreaty made, followed by an emphatic promise to fulfill the wishes of the giver at first, the new keyboard is neat. You can't imagine a day going by when you wouldn't tickle the ivories, lightly dust the keys, and put it in a proper place. Unfortunately, the novelty wears off. The keyboard now lacks its initial luster. Though you once played it every day, it gets stuck on a shelf somewhere and you forget about it. You only discover it when you do your spring cleaning. You get excited again, pull it out, blow six inches of dust off of it, and try to play it again only to discover that two of the keys stick and one is broken off. It is very interesting how something that was once so precious to us became an afterthought. The time and effort that our loved one put into it, it is wasted. We hope and pray that they don't ask about it. And when they do, we try to quickly change the subject or simply hang our heads in shame. I believe that God has given a great man given man mankind a great gift which is far great which is of far greater value than a keyboard. As a matter of fact, her price is far above rubies. Proverbs 31:1. One of the best earthly gifts God has given to men is the gift of women. When God finished creating Adam, he brought all the animals to him so that he could name them. These animals were no doubt friendly with Adam, but none of these animals could adequately fill that role of help meet for him. And the Lord God said, It is not good for the man to be alone. I will make him and help meet for him. And Adam gave names to all the cattle, and to the fowl of the air, and to every beast of the field. But for Adam was there not found a help meet for him. Genesis 2.18-20 
This chapter goes on to explain God's solution to the problem and Adam's grateful exultation of God's faithfulness in meeting this need. And the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall on Adam, and he slept. And he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh thereof, and the rib which the Lord God had taken from man made he a woman and brought him, her unto man. And Adam said, This is now bone of my bones, and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman, because she was taken out of man. That's verses 21 to 23 of Genesis chapter 2. Women are very precious and fragile. The Apostle Peter refers to them as the weaker vessel in 1 Peter 3, verse 7. There was a time when men were quick to embrace their duty to protect the precious gift of womanhood. Women and children first was the rallying cry of the men of Valor aboard the Titanic in April 1912. Almost a hundred years later, few vestiges, few vestiges of such Valor remain. Men are classified as either stupid pushovers or dictatorial tyrants. I'd like to say that these are totally groundless stereotypes, but I cannot. Men have dropped the ball. The weaker vessel of womanhood has been damaged. The results are seen everywhere, from the rise of the stay-at-home dad to the women who put their lives on the line in the service of the armed forces. Men have been given a great gift in women, and with that gift comes great responsibility. We must care for, protect, and defend the women in our lives. The consequences of failing to do so are far greater than failing to dust the keys off a keyboard regularly. We have changed. We have been charged with preserving and protecting a valuable part of the bride of Christ. We must be men of valor. And so basically what I did with these, with this introduction is I'm talking about the value that God places on women and the fact that when God gave a woman to Adam, he was giving her a rich treasure. And I think that in a lot of ways, the way our society and even our Christian society tends to look at relationships, we forget about that. We think about the fun we're going to have and we think about how it makes us feel in the moment, but we don't realize the, the tremendous responsibility that comes with with having a treasure like a, like a good woman in your life. And so what I want to talk about today is, is a little bit about um, guidelines on how to pursue a godly relationship. Now, I'm not an expert, um, and I'm still single myself, but there are some things in Scripture which are principles, which are irrefuta irrefutable, whether you're single or married. So we're going to go through some of these things. And Adam, I believe you have some questions for me on this topic. I do. I, I do. Uh, one of those is, uh, do we know what it means to be in a relationship even anymore nowadays? Well, I, I think that's a, that's a good question to start off with. And the reason that it's an important question to ask is because it's very easy to go on your Facebook and have an agreement with someone that you're going to be listed as in a relationship with them. Sometimes mm -hmm. people even do it just as a joke. You know, they're not really, it's not really even a serious barometer. But I, but I think that often what we do is we get tied up in relationships um, before we're able to move forward with them. You know, relationships can't stay static uh, or can't stay stagnant, I should say. 
they have to move somewhere. And sometimes if we're busy with school and other things that we want to pursue, uh, we try to get the best of both worlds uh, by having this relationship, but also by pursuing things that aren't very mature and aren't really preparing us for the future. So I think that sometimes we think it's just cool to have a relationship, but we don't really think about the time that goes into it. And I think that as we think about it as a God-given gift, just like with the example of the keyboard that I read about earlier, we need to take care of it. It's not something that you can just put on a shelf and hope hope that it lasts just because it's there. That's that's very good, and that's that's so true too nowadays. You know, another thought and question I know is on so many people's minds, like even just a few weeks ago, Facebook reached a billion users. So you have to think of all the people that are in relationships and use Facebook as a way to communicate and connect. A lot of people are probably asking, well, what's wrong with the Facebook approach to relationships? Well, and I, th- I think it's important that I define the Facebook approach because I'm not saying that if you list uh, your relationship on Facebook that it's necessarily shallow. But one of the things that I, I want to address is I've, I've heard of certain people who will say, I never want to get married. <laughs> they, they never want to get married, yeah. and yet they still want to date. You know, they want to have a form of what it means to have a committed relationship, but they don't want to make that ultimate commi- commitment. You know, they, they say, mm-hmm. well, I, I want to be single for the rest of my life, but their endeavor in their practical reality isn't to be single. It's to be, have, be, have a relationship that gives me fun, that gives me uh, fulfillment, you know, and, and th- those things aren't bad necessarily, but the goal of godly relationships is to give. Mm-hmm. Uh, the relationship that, that Jesus Christ has with us is one where he gave everything. He gave everything so that we could have a relationship with him. Uh, he loved us, it says in Romans chapter 5, while we were yet sinners, while we were yet without strength, he died for us. And while we had no clue about who he was, he died for us. Mm-hmm. And so that's the kind of love that he wants us to pour into our relationships, especially the most important relationship, which is the one that uh, with the person that you will marry. So this modern idea that I can be single for the rest of my life, but have as many relationships as I want. It's, it's a harmful thing. And it was never intended to be that way. God didn't intend it to be that way. When God made his commitment to us through Jesus Christ, it was a permanent once for all commitment and a choice to love us unconditionally. And that's the way God wants us to look at relationships ourselves. There you go. If you're on Facebook, that's a good way to, a great way to approach it. You know, another thing that I know is on a lot of people's minds, and, and Andrew, I, like, I kind of see this a little bit being totally honest, where it's like there's people who want to be in relationships, but then there's people who are ready to be in relationships, you know, kind of a, a two-way street there. Uh, what are some guidelines you would have for those people out there listening who are ready for a, a really serious relationship or just to even get in one for the first time? Well, I, I think that there's two main principles uh, for any relationship to be successful, uh, regardless of what form it takes, regardless if you're dating or if you subscribe to to a more rigid, um, well, rigid is probably not the right word, but a more 
supervised uh, approach in courtship, whatever your approach is, the, the two main criteria I think that are important for a solid relationship uh, are parental approval and the readiness and maturity to pursue marriage. I think a lot of times we separate. We say, well, I can date. And, and then you ask, well, do you have any intention to marry this person? Or are you uh, anywhere near ready to be married? And they'll say no. Well, why are we wasting our energy pursuing a relationship when we're not willing to seal the deal? You know, it's kind mm -hmm. of like um, taking, uh, taking on wanting to be an adult as a kid but not wanting to pay the bills. You know, when you're a kid, you say, well, adults get to do everything uh, that I don't get to do, so I want to be an adult so I can do all the things that I can't do yet. But then you realize uh, if your parents sit down and talk to you, they'll tell you, well, I pay the electric bill, I feed you three meals a day, and I get up and go to work every day whether I like it or not. You know, those type of responsibilities that they're willing to take. Right. Uh, in order to take care of you and in order to be a responsible adult. And as we go into relationships, we need to realize that we have similar responsibilities where we, if we're willing to take the responsibility, then yes, we might be ready. Um, but if you're not willing to take the full responsibility and, you know, the Bible says that if you're a man, especially you're responsible for the spiritual welfare of your wife. Mm -hmm. And so um, that's a very, very humbling, um, very uh, important thing that we need to keep in mind if we if we as men want to pursue relationships is that we we are responsible for this person um, to 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 be uh, accountable for their spiritual welfare. And that that's sobering, but it's but it's something that we have to consider. Mm -hmm. That's that's awesome. And. Uh, well, it looks like we have time here for about one more question, but it's funny that you just said that at the end about pursuing a relationship. You know, there's a lot of people who are ready for a relationship, want to uh, jump into one, but there's a difference between, you know, kind of being ready or looking around compared to really ready to pursue. Like, you know, when you get to that time in your life where it's like, okay, I, I want something serious in my life and, and I'm ready to actually pursue a relationship. When people get to that point, uh, what, do, what do people do and what should they do when the time comes to pursue that relationship? Well, I, I, th I think it's very important that you ask that question because I think a lot of times people will kind of scratch their heads and say, why isn't the relationship thing uh, working out for me? I, I know from my perspective as a man, one of the things that re I really notice and really kind of bothers me at times is sometimes there will be young ladies who express a desire verbally to get married but then they keep themselves so busy uh, with career options and things of that nature that they wouldn't have time to squeeze me into their schedule, so to speak. Mm -hmm. And so they can kind of tell me by their actions, whether they intend to or not, that they're not ready for a relationship. And of course, it could just be me, but I'm just giving this as a general rule, too, because... I know for me, sometimes when I'm interested in someone, the last thing I want to do is interrupt their life and mm -hmm. change the course of their life from what they want it to be. And so if I perceive it as something that where I'm going to 
kind of change the course of what they're doing, then it's going to scare me away. So there's nothing wrong with with doing certain things or um, keeping yourself open to be pursued. And I, that that's just, I think that's the, one of the biggest things. Another thing is it is hard when you've been told um, all your teenage years that you need to wait until the right time to pursue and you need to prepare to pursue and then to finally get to the point where you're starting to think about seriously considering it. It's hard to make that transition, but it's important that um, you have good communication with your advisors and you just um, pour out your heart to the Lord because he will answer you. I mean, I'm still waiting for the specific answer in this regard, so I don't have every everything down pat. But I do know that he is a great matchmaker, um, and I've heard some wonderful stories, and I'm I'm excited to see what God will do with the with the final chapters of mine. Very good, and that's that does make a big difference. Just a quick commentary to say, you know, a lot of times when we try and go like in our own wisdom, our own direction, compared to God's direction for us in a relationship, that can really make all all the difference. This has been great talk. Andrew, thank you again so much for coming in and doing the podcast. Appreciate it. If, uh, if anybody wants to hear more about what we're talking about here or what you're talking about, how can they get in contact with you? Um, they can email me at Andrew at speaking for him.com. That's Andrew speaking the number four, uh, him.com. And they can just send me an email. They can make a, a request for me to come to speak at their church uh, they can also connect with me on Facebook via my website. And you want to get on that page because we're going to be doing some giveaways. The first one will be when we reach 50 likes. We're about 22 away, so make sure that you are on that Facebook page. And as the show progresses, we'll be having questions that we will post on there, and then we will respond to them on the podcast. So make sure that you're interacting with us and tell your friends. Thank you, Adam, for being here, and I hope everyone... I uh, has a wonderful weekend. Before we go, I just wanted to share one final thing, and that is that um, the things that that you prize are worth working for. I think that's another element which I, we don't have a lot of time to develop here, but but we often don't prize relationships the way we should. Remember, I I talked about uh, in the beginning of this podcast. I talked about women being a valuable gift from God. And I just have this quote about um, things that about, about the value of things. It says, what we obtain too cheap, we esteem too lightly. It is dearness only that gives everything its value. And that's by Thomas Paine. And with that, I will say goodbye. I will see you next Friday.